Howdy, everybody. We're back with the Friendly Shake on Sports podcast, talking about baseball today. We're doing a divisional series recap of the World Series games and a look ahead to the conference series game. We're here with our baseball expert. Gets paid millions of dollars to do it. Hustle. I wish. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I so wish. Uh, there's only four teams left going on right now, and Hudson's favorite team, the Phillies, because he seems to love them so, I so love much. I Bryce Harper. Oh, He's yeah. almost a Yankee. The Cashman said, let's go for him. They've uh, turned a Yankee fan. Thank God. The less of those around, the better. But he's here to talk about the Divisional Series game and uh, done pretty well with the teams that he's picked. I think he went three for four of the teams. Damn straight, I did. he thought we're going to make it here. Damn Braves. Just destroyed by perfect bracket. The Phillies actually made it. Yeah, and the Phillies are looking like they could make a nice little run here. I think I joked last week. I mean, not joked, but having known nothing, I went on a gut feeling that they'd make it i think i said it my a- gut was also saying phillies but yeah. i already picked the braves and i can't not pick them because they were my world series favorite too oh yeah but- i think drunkenly before the first canes game i think i told a couple of braves fans i think the phillies were going to win the world series with a straight face that would be amazing for the city of philly though. i was just also drunk so. yeah, well. <laughs> but i mean that whole city is drunk most of the time so maybe so that true. will make it come true but hustin you take it take it from me yeah all right so let's go over the divisional series matchups a little bit just to see the playoff picture of how they got to the conference series and who was there. So we're going to start off with Astros versus Twins. You were right on that prediction. I was. They went in four games and they were also the only team to win their series that had a bye back-to-back years since the bye week has started, Mm -hmm. which is something I'm going to mention later on. But it's it's impressive how they did that. The Astros are probably the second best dynasty from the Yankees in the late 90s to 2000s, really. Seven straight ALC, ALCS championship series uh, appearances. That's an MLB record. I'm going to be a, gonna say this now. I think half those are frauds because of their cheating scandal. But guess what? They still made it. They're still there now. That's the first part. And they destroyed the Twins. I mean, three out of four games, their offense, their pitching was way better than the Twins. We knew that was going to happen. The Twins were going to win one game because they had some good hitting with Carlos Correa and pitching, but the rest of that team was not good, and they were overmatched from the very beginning. And the way they actually won this game was the way everyone thought they were going to win. The Twins had the most strikeouts in Major League Baseball history this year. As a team, they struck out 1,600 times. And God. Yeah, I mean, that's the new baseball, though, where you have the three outcomes of either a home run, a walk, or a K. Yeah. And the Twins were the epitome of that Yeah. the last couple years. Not just this. On the opposite side of that, you have the Astros, who for the last seven years are one of the least amount of teams that have struck out. Yeah. So they put the ball and play the most, or they get walks, or if they do get outs, they're flyouts or ground balls. They're not Ks. Yes, I know some of those years, this cheating scandal and knowing the signs. And I got really pissed off with Fox about that, really. <laughs> Yes, Fox was mentioning this stat during the broadcast of game one. And I'm like, I understand the last couple years after the cheating scandal, they're still where they're at. But those first couple years have to have an asterisk on them for the way they were not striking out because they were cheating with technology. Wasn't there someone recently who came out and said that they think that they were still cheating afterwards up until like 20? 20- oh, no, yeah, it was 2020. That's it was when they 2020 stopped. when they stopped officially? That's, they okay. got a, that's when they got caught. <clears throat> that's fair. Oh, he was saying it was years before. He, yeah, he 2017, convinced. 2018, 2019. Those three years, when they also went to two World Series, won one of them. Yes, they were cheaters then, and they should have an asterisk for their stats at that point. Some people would say harsher, but... Well, that's because Rob Manfred was a pussy and decided (laughs) not to, you know... Do anything? Do anything to the players. He gave the players a complete... Reprieve, basically. A reprieve or, you know, a pardon, basically, and just got rid of the coach and the managers. The league didn't, so... <laughs> oh, no, the league and the fans still boo them like crazy. Oh, Carlos yeah. Correa gets booed, and he's a twin. George Springer gets booed, and he's a Blue Jay, but at the same time, it's way less than Altuve and Bregman that are still on that team. Yeah, but, I mean, they've, they've been good for so long. It's They have such a 
heavy hitting, not to sound punny at all, roster. Not even heavy hitting. It's just this is the team that when the Yankees and Red Sox <clears throat> were winning games or even the Braves back in the 90s, this is the lineup that they had. They were all contact hitters with some home run power, but one through nine was a struggle. Like, there were no holes in the lineup. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, there were no holes in their lineup where you could say, oh, you know, this guy at number eight or this guy at number seven is coming up. We have a chance to get an out and at least give us a little bit of a break. That Astros lineup does not have that. I mean, freaking Kyle Tucker is hitting sixth. Right. And he's an MVP favorite with the numbers he puts up. Okay, Jose Abreu, who led the league in home runs just a few years ago and won an MVP, is hitting seventh, I think, in this lineup. It's ridiculous where these guys are hitting. So, yes. And the biggest guy of all of them is Jordan Alvarez. He's had a season and a half. Yeah. He's, well, especially a postseason, too. This postseason so far, he's kind of put up MVP quality numbers. I think his uh, batting average is not, it's like 400. He's not. Postseason numbers are skewed, but the fact that he's hitting 400 to half the. Well, I mean, it's driving them to have a big, big uh, postseason. He's got uh, six home runs already. Yeah. And they've, what, only played one game of the conference series? Two games now. Two games of the conference series, six home runs. If they make it to the World Series, you know that number's going to go up. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's getting on base most of the time. He's hit nine runs in, or sorry, ten runs in, and he's played six. It's outstanding. And he's only 24 years old. He's a left-handed power hitter. He designated hitter, outfielder. He's only been struck out nine times, too. Yeah, he doesn't strike out a lot. Yeah, that's good. And two of them were on game one, where they had a chance to win that game, which we'll Mm. talk about later when we get to ALCS. Yeah, he's he's having a... He's having a season, and that's what he did during the regular season. I mean, he would be an MVP favorite if he could stay healthy. Yeah. But the last couple of years, he's missed like 30 or 40 games. And that's another reason why the Astros got a huge bargain when they signed him up. I think he got a seven-year, $110 million deal, which is a huge bargain, but because of his injury history... Yeah, that's cheap. Yeah, that's such a bargain for a player like that. He's doing that much like in the postseason, too. Yeah, and he's a big dude. He's big. If you've seen him, he's like a linebacker. In the NFL size. I was going to say, you're calling him fat, but... <laughs> no, no. I would not want to be pissing him off, especially Why with the way he baseballs. <laughs> he's probably a nice guy. They, they don't cheat anymore. He's only on, like, maybe a little bit of HGH. We ain't going there. No, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> All right. That's just a baseball joke. Yeah, uh, next team... We're going to go to the other AODS game, the Rangers at Orioles. Both those two teams were probably the two hottest teams in baseball coming into the playoffs. The Rangers have an interesting pregame ritual, I think. They do, and I'll mention that in a few seconds. Uh, The Orioles were the team that no one expected to make the playoffs. Last year, Adley Rushman came in. He really rejuvenated this team, got them above 500 for the first time in forever, it seems like. I think since 2016 when they made the playoffs last. And this year, they blew out every expectation. Like, I knew this was the playoffs. I did not see them being the best team in the American League with 101 wins. And they were doing it off offense specifically. Their pitching was not very good. It was winning games, but they had some injuries there, and then their bullpen had injuries. So their biggest question mark was the pitching staff. On the Rangers on the opposite hand, they spent almost a billion dollars the last two years combined. Half million dollars in Corey Seager and Marcus Semien, two highly MVP favorites, two playoff experienced vets. And then last year, they got Jacob deGrom for 200 and some million dollars, and Nathan Avaldi. I, I, I want to interrupt really quick. Oh, yeah. Just looking at your notes and your sheets here, I love how you spelled the Grom. You spelled it Legroom. <laughs> no, that's their closer. Oh, is his name Legroom? Leclerc. Autocorrect changed it. Oh my god, Legroom is such a freaking hilarious yeah, name. No, that, if that's some terrible information comes out about him in the future, oh, hopefully no, no. it doesn't. 
but autocorrect apparently is yep. <laughs> a yeah, dick. No, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's Leclerc. That's, autocorrect. that's amazing. I was yeah. just reading that, and I was. The Grom is my another pitcher there that they, they spend money for. Leclerc, well, they what? got off the. Uh, they got him off their uh, minor league team. Oh, I'm sorry, I got you off track there. That no, was just good. it made me chuckle too much oh, inside. No, yeah. I'm sitting here like trying not to laugh. <laughs> no, no, you could have laughed at that. That's funny. And then also <laughs> yeah. Max Scherzer, they got through a trade from the Mets because yeah. the Mets sold out. Hall of Famer. Yes, and he's actually playing Game Three. For the ALCS. He? Yes. He's so he's the back line. before the World Series. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of mentioned if he comes back, it would be the American League Conference. I thought you Champions. said it would be the World Series. Debatable on whether when the game started. Really. Yeah, true. Fair. But the fact that he's playing now is ridiculous. He's playing game three, and he's the wild card factor for game three, which we'll get into in a little bit. So. Yeah. so overall, the Rangers swept the Orioles. They beat them in all three games. The best chance the Orioles had was game two when it was a 10-8 game, but unfortunately, they just didn't have the uh, the chops for it. And surprisingly, the pitchers that won them the game. Jordan Montgomery broke a Rangers record for, you know, pitching six innings straight of no run ball. I think Austin can bring up that, confirm that fact. Sorry, what happened? I was looking up Creed puns. Oh, yes. Well, that's (laughs) my next thing I was going to mention. No, what am I looking up? (laughs) uh, Jordan Montgomery's stats in the postseason. Oh, gosh, yeah. But go ahead and say your thing. Oh, yeah. So one another reason why the Rangers have won is because before every game, they play Creed to pump themselves up. That's amazing. And it's worked because they are now officially 7-0 and in the playoffs, which is an MLB record. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was actually initially looking for a, a Creed song to play on YouTube, yeah. and I was like, no, I don't want this to... We actually can't do that. Yeah, get copyrighted. Yeah, <laughs> so no, none of that. Yep. Jordan Montgomery, uh, it looks like, let's see, he, is he a pitcher? Yes, he's a yeah, pitcher for the Rangers. Say, these, these pitching stats look pretty good. Yeah. He's had uh, three games, two wins, zero losses. Uh, he's pitched 17 and only had 20 hits uh, and four earned runs in those. Which is ridiculous. That's nuts. With 17 innings, too. I think his uh, ERA is just over two. It's 2.08. Yeah, yeah it boggles my mind because he was originally a Yankee farm boy, farmhouse kid. Mm-hmm. He came from the Yankee farm system and he reminded me a lot of like Andy Pettit for the fact that Andy did not have a great fastball until later on in his career. Uh, and we traded him last year, the Cardinals, because we did not think he would make it on our postseason roster as a pitcher. Brian Cashman, get a grip. It's another player he hates probably. No, Brian Cashman's the general manager and vice president. No, but you'll hate him because he's going to kill it. No, and then I you guys are going to and then though. you guys are going to get him 3 years from now. No, and he he's going to coming suck. back to the team next year. Oh, next? Just, not even. See, I well, just said this on a off season target. For that's us. fair. That's fair. And he was a Yankee farm kid to begin with. No, he I'm, so, I'm saying us. you're going to hate him because you guys are going to get him and then he's going to suck. No, but the thing with Jordan <laughs> Montgomery is he has the worst luck as a starting pitcher because when he was with the Cardinals last year and with the Rangers this year and with the Yankees in his career, he's one of those pitchers that gets the least amount of run support provided. So to win game as a pitcher, you know, you've got to stuff the other opponent and your team's got to score wins. So you're already making excuses for when he sucks on the Yankees next year. I've already made this excuse for Jordan Montgomery. I'm waiting for the self-hate to come. 2.2 run Mm -hmm. per start. That's how many runs he gets. And this is with the Yankees back in the day. Wait, so he's averaging, what, is ERA is 2.2? No, runs supported. Oh, oh was, that's I think, nothing. 2.2, which is ridiculous. Oh, that's so You can't weak. win a lot of games when you've got a 2.2 run support. That's not good, yeah. I mean, that's what the thing was. And for some reason, the Yankees didn't think he was a great pitcher. So we were, like, thinking, okay, we're going to trade him to Harrison Bader. And Bader was hurt for the first four months when we got him. And look what he's doing now in the playoffs, guys. And then the rumor that he wants to come back. Like, why would you get rid of him to begin with if you're going to bring him back? Well, I will say that, like, like having this high quality pitching. It's like this with any sport too. It's with hockey, it's with baseball, it's with football. 
having these guys perform at their highest level come postseason, these are the guys who help push you to a championship run. And, I mean, they're Agreed. doing that And right he pitched now. in the postseason for the Yankees and was good. Yeah. That's the funny thing. That's weird. You need those players, especially yeah. if they're not your top guys. Yeah. And he's not a game one pitcher. Yeah. I will say this. He's not a Garrett Cole, Verlander kind of guy. But the Rangers have to put him in game one because of the other injuries they've had with Scherzer and DeGrom. Their other great pitcher, Nathan Avaldi, is he's always pitched great in the postseason yeah. in the last couple of years. He was also a former Yankee, but we dropped him when he had two Tommy John surgeries in three years. Fair. Which is understandable. Then he goes play for the Rays, was pretty good. He really elevated his career when he came to Boston a couple of years ago and helped them win a World Series. And he's a great game two pitcher. Like he's played in the postseason, he knows how to do it. So the Orioles had their backs against the wall from the very beginning, in my opinion. And I was hoping they would win at least one game. But unfortunately, they got swept. But they were playing with house money this year. Even when a 100 game, next year is going to be the deciding factor for the Orioles. Is can they replicate this going forward? They've got the stars, and they've still got another number one prospect, Jackson Holiday, who is Matt Holiday's kid. He's as good as his dad. Ooh. Yeah, he's good. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you, you did pick this one right, though, too. You picked those first two right. You picked the uh, Astros, and then you picked the Rangers to win. And I didn't expect them to get swept, though. Yeah, you didn't expect the sweep, but yeah, you picked the right team, which I think is more important at times. Mm-hmm. But what about the next one? Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Let's start with the Braves. and No, let's start with the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Yeah. The two Ds. The double Ds. Yeah. I called this one as well. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did have the Diamondbacks. So did I. High yeah. five. Yeah, yes. let's go. A non-baseball yeah. knower. I didn't see them getting swept. Though. I think I called them but, all right, because I copied you except for the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of me wanted to say they're going to get swept because no of where they're at. I, I deserve no credit. You get zero credit, but oh, I'm yeah. going to give you a little credit because you still picked them. That's fair. Yeah. But yes, for the Diamondbacks and Dodgers, I don't think a lot of people called the Diamondbacks to beat the Dodgers. We're just better. At this. Yeah, we're just. Yeah. But the reason they won is because the Dodgers pitching has not been good. This and it starts with their Hall of Famer, first ballot guy, Clay and Kershaw. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me when I say Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of our generation the last one. He's always been the top leader in ERAs, strikeouts, whatever, he's there. He's even got, I think he might have a no-hitter. I can't remember top of my head. I think he does. But yes, he is the face of the Dodgers franchise since he's been there. And he's probably one of their most complete pitchers outside of Earl Hershiser who helped win the Dodgers a championship in the 80s. But he's ass in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, big time, he's bro. He's 13 so and 13, bad. and his ERA is nearly four and a half. I mean, he, he gets some strikeouts still. Like, I'm not going to take that away. But he just doesn't do nearly enough. And, like, this team, uh, I mean, again, I've seen this team multiple times beat the snot out of my Brewers. Well, they beat everybody. Yeah, they beat so many teams. How have they not done more? It's confusing. And part of the fault has, like we've said, like, your best pitcher doesn't perform in the playoffs. You're going to struggle a little bit more than the team whose best players don't struggle. Mm-hmm. And then also have depth guys come up and looking like they could be a number uh, game one pitcher. Yeah, they're a very big enigma. I know we talked about this last week when we talked about how they're one of those teams that consistently get 100 wins almost every season. Like, you could mark them down to get 98-plus wins, and you would not cry. And outside the 2020 season, the COVID shortened season, that's when they won the World Series. So they got some juice from that. I mean, you won it during the shortened season, it's still a World Series, right? But they are very close to being very similar to the Atlanta Braves of the 90s when they had Tom Glavin. My brain just went <laughs> off on the pitchers. I had them in my head a second ago, but they're like three of the greatest pitchers ever in MLB history. I mean, you are right, though, about the yes. Dodgers team, though. The last time they didn't have 90 wins was 2012. And, yeah. I mean, the last time they didn't have 100 was outside of the 2020 season. It was 2018, but the season before that, they had 104. So, they they haven't really slipped up much in the regular season over the past decade, if you could maybe argue even longer. And they have one championship to show for it, 
and three World Series appearances. So they've made it there three times. They have. But yeah, one you, of three. You granted think... one of them was against the Astros and they cheated in 2017. I'm going to keep bringing that Fair. up. Uh, is that the one where they got smoked or is that the one where they lost in seven? That's when they lost in six. I don't think they went seven. There's one where they went seven, one where they went five. 2018 was. Uh, against the Boston Red Sox, who also cheated, we found out. Okay. Yeah, they also, because. Uh, Alex Cordo was the offensive hitting coach for the Astros, and oh. he got hired the Red Sox. And he was doing the same shit for the Red Sox as the Astros were doing. That's so sucks. they got because Alex Cordo got suspended for a full year because the players also didn't get any kind of uh, reprimand for that season either. Well, it's a good thing we're talking about the Dodgers now then and not back yeah. then because then we would only have good things yep. to say. Because they went back-to-back World Series appearances and they lost both years. Those were probably Kershaw's best. I, I'm willing to no, bet No, Kershaw those... had a bad game in 2017. I remember it was those bad. Those were his bad off-seasons? No, uh, no, he had a bad postseason in 2017. I think he gave in Game 2. If I remember right, he gave up four or five runs in that game too, and that was a deciding game. I don't good. remember 2018 off the top of my head. But then 2019, they didn't even make it past the uh, Nationals. Yeah, they Nationals. lost in the NLCS. Yep, yep. They made the it to division that the year, past But that year, years, Nationals yeah. were over the moon amazing that year. Yep. And then 2020, they beat the Rays in the World Series to win there. Finally get one. Yes, it was a COVID short year, but they still won it. Yeah. Uh, 2021, I forget who they lost to. Was it Padres? No, that 2021, was... they lost? Yeah, I think was that, that wasn't to Braves. the Giants. They it lost was to the Braves. Braves, yeah. That's right, because the Braves won the World Series in 2021. Yeah, so they yeah. just lose to the team that wins the World Series yep. a bunch. And then they also, then last then year the they Padres. lost the Padres so in that five, was uh, divisional series. That was the 2022 season. Yep, and that was actually big for them because the Padres and, were the little brothers and they finally beat the Dodgers but then lost the Phillies. So overall, this team has kind of not tempered expectation of playoffs compared to the regular season, which is why I compared them to the 90 uh, Atlanta Braves who, I can't believe I forgot Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and John Schmoltz. I only got one of those three guys. I mean, that team was stacked and they only won one World Series in 1995. Right. And then the other team was the Yankees of now from the Baby Bombers of 2017 to now. Mm. When the Yankees were making ALCS appearances, but they never made a World Series appearance compared to the Dodgers. But they've definitely shrunken down a lot. And it's weird when you see this lineup in that setup that they have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, all these guys, J.D. Martinez, and they just, their bats were silent against the D-backs. Yeah. I think they hit like 180 or something. Will Smith is going to yeah. you, you leave him alone. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep his name out of your mouth. I will, I will. <laughs> so, and then let's go to the D-back side of the ball, really. They did not look afraid of the Dodgers at all. And these guys are a division opponent, and the Dodgers smack them around a lot over the last 10 years. The Diamondbacks have not been good for a very long time. And they did not come in, they came in, did not show fear. First game, Kershaw didn't even get out of the first inning. They scored six runs. Mm. That set the table right there. Second game, I think they they had a lead in all three games. From first, and they did not give it up. And they just took the Dodgers, slapped them around, and said, goodbye. So that was really surprising. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that Dodgers hitters didn't show up because their pitchers were bad. They had a rookie pitcher playing in one game. Then they had Lance Lynn playing in another game. He's not a great pitcher for the postseason. I would not want him starting game three. Yeah. What? Let's go on to the last one because we got to get through this one and then get to the uh, the conference ones too. The more interesting ones are the ones on that are going board. on. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I know you want to. I know yeah, you want yeah. to. Right. Hey, listen, the Diamondbacks <laughs> are making something on me as hard as a diamond, and I'd love to talk about them more. But I got a feeling that we might be able to talk to them a little bit after, in the next episode too. That's Plus, they're in the conference too, so we'll yeah. have an opportunity to talk about yep. them again. But the Braves, Phillies, your pick to win the World Series. Why did I say you're like that? You hear that? <laughs> Braves Phillies. I was just gonna let it ride. Uh, the upset of the uh, the divisional. My series. one incorrect pick of a perfect bracket. They lost in four games. Maybe I'm yeah the baseball expert. Yeah, you know what? No, that's like me saying I'm a hockey expert after getting one thing right in hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah hockey is the most entertaining sport to watch. Honestly, <laughs> you fucking fight each other on a regular basis, and it's part of the game. No one gets thrown out. 
Although I do do love a good bench clearing brawl in baseball. That's fair. Oh, yeah. those are great. They yeah. had a couple of those too. I do like watching them. Yeah, those, those are, are fun. Especially when the bullpens get into it. Oh, oh yeah, God. God, guys, use those arms. <laughs> Come on, really slug them. Oh yeah. Oh, they will go after. Him oh, too. I believe it. But to get back to the Braves and Phillies, yeah, correct pick of the playoffs. The Braves lost in four games. So close. To that. Guys, rip on them, please. Yep. He's making it sound like yeah, but I was bound to not get it right. No, how dare you not get it right? <laughs> <laughs> we hey, hate you for it. Picks right we baseball, put man. money on this because you're the expert. I we wish lost. I put money on this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. But basically, the biggest thing that surprised me too with this series was very similar to the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. The Braves hitters did not show up. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. They hit below 200 As a throughout team. the series. Yeah. And this is the team that led the league in average, on-base percentage slugging, and on-base plus slugging. Those are the four main stats in baseball. And I think they also led in on-base plus slugging plus, which is how they take a metric of players to see who's better than who. The hell are these metrics? <laughs> well, to go over really quick, on-base percentage is how many times you get on Yeah, base. I got, I got that. that. Yeah. Slugging is how much of a power strength stat, basically, showing how hard you hit the ball based on your average and okay. everything else. Interesting. On-base plus slugging is OPS. That's probably the best stat to compare players of any generation, really. Fair. OPS, that's my favorite stat. OPS and OPS plus are my stats for all statistics. But like I said, in the postseason, they disappeared, man. I mean, Acuna did not do anything. Matt Olson didn't show up much. Uh, Wilson Contreras, none of these guys did. And um, because of that, yeah. the Phillies just went in, and like the Philly fanatic, they took care of business, man. Like, it was crazy. It was like, a game three, I think I was watching. At the bar with some Braves fans before the Canes game started the first game of the season. And I think we watched Bryce Harper put up two home runs in one game. Yep. And they were up like 10 to nothing at one point. Yep. It was nuts. Well, talk about Bryce Harper. is probably one of the best postseason hitters of our generation now. Yeah. He's up there. He's up there with Derek Jeter, with uh, I got to say Jordan Alvarez too because of what he's done in his career. Bernie Williams, Carlos Craig. He's up there with a lot of these big name players. Albert Pujols. Yeah, pretty. I'd say, you know, like they're pretty solid MLB players. Yeah, just, you know, most of them are going to be in okay. Hall of Fame. At least two of them will be. Howard <laughs> Poole is definitely the author. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's yeah. got a... David Ortiz, another guy from... These guys, he does not... Well, to give you a little bit more uh, stats for you, he's got 15 homers in the postseason. 30 RBIs, ridiculous. 33 runs, and he's sitting 292. Yes, in the postseason. Yeah. I'd say he's a big big home run guy, usually. I'd say that's a pretty good hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy that's also won two MVPs already. He won yeah. the Rookie of the Year MVP and won another MVP a couple years ago as a Philly. Yeah. He has embraced the Phillies, too. The whole city of Philadelphia. Yeah, like, he loves Philadelphia, and he's a Nevada kid to begin with. He loves that city, man. I don't think, if you want to talk about a player that matches up with their city persona, Bryce Harper matches up perfectly with the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. And I don't think he really saw that originally because when he first got signed up, he was 26 years old or 25 years old and he got a 13 year deal for 330 million. And that's basically his whole career and he has a no trade clause. And a lot of people are thinking, man, this is a shitty deal because the fact that, you know, he's in his prime, but he's going to Philadelphia and they suck ass. Yeah. And they turn that franchise around. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if he wasn't on that team, they don't get Trey Turner. They don't get Nick Castellanos. They don't get Kyle Schwartz. Those guys don't come to that without him there already. He brought a lot of those there because of the fact that he's a great... He is a top five hitter in our league, I think. He's the reason why Dame went to Milwaukee. He's the yeah. Giannis to Dame, essentially. He's I, I, there, I get it. Yeah, no, he's, he's the star that brings another talent. Yep. Yeah. And then on the other side, the hitting side for the Phillies... You have Nick Castellanos, who might be the new Mr. October, which is crazy to say because the original Mr. October was Reggie Jackson. And Castellanos is having one hell of a postseason run. He has now hit, was it, five home runs in a three-post-game span? The last player to do that was Reggie Jackson. Good Lord. That's an impressive stat. I know you can't keep those numbers up. But between the two players, between those two guys, Harper's got three home runs hitting four. Castellanos has got four home runs hitting four sixty-seven. Was that the last series, or is that totally this 
That's total in the postseason. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah Still so seven home runs between two players in less than seven games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. They are lighting it up. And like I said before, this is one of the few teams that actually gets bigger and better in the bright light. A lot of times your stars shrink a little bit because there's so much pressure on their baseball because it's hard to have a lineup one through nine hitters that are all good. Yeah. You're going to have some holes, like we mentioned, with the Astros not having any. Billy's team definitely has some holes, but in the postseason, you don't see it that kind way. of feels a little bit like it's, in a way, the team of destiny. Like an actual team of destiny. That was them last year. People thought last year they were going to do it. I think I heard that last season, too. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't pay close enough attention, but a lot of people just want to call teams the team of death without actually thinking it's real. Watching this team this offseason, they genuinely look like the team of death. They are blowing teams Oh, yeah. Out. So are the Texans by sweeping everybody. Rangers. There's, yeah, sorry. You did it again. That's going to keep happening. But um, no, the Rangers and the Phillies are going to come together, and it's good. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say it now. That's who I'm taking. I think that would be just fun. That would be a great one. That's Phillies what MLB wants. They don't want the Diamondbacks, and I don't think – they definitely don't want the Diamondbacks because it's a small market team. Fuck they want the MLB. Big teams. Give me the D-backs then. <laughs> well, just think come about back. it. Phillies, Rangers, Phillies, Astros has a lot more star power and a lot more name recognition. Yeah. Granted, I would love to see Carroll and those young rookie young players for the Diamondbacks make a World Series appearance. That'd be cool. This young. I mean, hey, they beat the Dodgers. They're having a good time. And oh, they're yeah. still young. They're they enjoying keep it. it they got to keep that team together. Oh, they will because they've got Carroll locked up for eight. They oh, signed yeah. him up last year. Carroll got signed up as a small fact, and we'll get back to the other stuff. Last year, Carroll only played 30 games. The Diamondbacks mm. saw so much of him out of those 30 games. He had like 260. wasn't great, but was good. They gave him an eight-year, $110 million deal. Oh, he became one of the first players. The rookie, right? Yeah. No. He became one of the first players in MLB history to get a deal that big, playing less than 100 games. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I wish, right? He's a one percenter in the Oh, league. easily. Yeah. Let's move on from the uh, divisional games. Well, before we get into the divisional games, a little discussion about them. Before we get to the conference Oh, yeah, no, games. no, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know you wanted to talk about it. Uh, yeah, a little couple interesting stuff with the divisional series. There's been a big discussion with going on in these games because there's a new playoff format where they added another wildcard team and they gave bye weeks to the top two teams in the conference. Yeah. But doing that, they've seen that a lot of teams that have had that bye week have failed. Because in baseball, it's a very rhythm sport. It's a very sport where you've got to play every day. That's why there's 162 games in the season and why there's not many breaks in the playoffs, like a one-day break. The teams that had the bye weeks had a five-day break. And some people are saying, not as an excuse, but because it's now been back-to-back -back years, that a lot of these teams aren't doing well because they're out of shape. Not out of shape, but they're out of their rhythm, out of their motions because they're waiting so long. And that's partially true, I think, but then you have to look at the outliers that last year, the Yankees and Astros were the only two teams to come out of the bye week and make it to the ALCS, win their divisional series games and everything. This year is the Astros again. Maybe it's an outlier because the Astros are so damn good and the Yankees are the Yankees for the last couple of years. Yeah. But there is a stake in saying that, you know, maybe they need to figure out the playoff format better. I did not like this setup and the idea that you play your wild card game, then you have a day off, and then you start the divisional. I don't like that. I think they should keep it where you play all three wild card games. The next day after that, you start the divisional series right away. Because the whole point of the divisional series and the bye teams is to have an advantage and have your pitching matchup set up right. And the wild card teams, they got to blow through their pitching, right? Their game one, game two starters are their best pitchers. They got to yeah. play. They got to play them early to make it there. So you have to give some kind of disadvantage to the wild card teams without hurting the division. Yeah. So that's why I think they should have done because giving them an extra day between, especially when all the series ended in two games. So then you gave really three days break or a two day break between. I don't like that. Because then what's the point? I understand you get to win your division, you get a bye week, but then you can essentially hurt team rhythm and batting timing and everything because it's such a timing sport. Mm -hmm. And the batters are already 
against the pitchers anyways because these pitchers are throwing 100 and some miles an hour. So there's no way, I mean, you got to keep up. I mean, I understand these pitching machines now can mimic a pitcher's pitch exactly how they're done. So you can basically say, okay, I want to see Kershaw's slider. And these pitching machines will do that for you. They'll mimic the, right down to the RPM, Damn. which is really cool. That is really cool. But it still doesn't stimulate real game experience. Yeah, no, it's not a real game. You, yeah. You're not mentally in the headspace where it's like, I need to get on base. There's strategy behind it, whereas you're just sort of practice. It's, it's not the same. It's like any sport. Playing it, you have to practice how you play. And baseball, that's a lot harder to do. Mm -hmm. It's such a timing sport. It's such a mental part that they don't even yeah. talk about. It's kind of similar to hockey and basketball in that regard, where it's very rhythm-based and timing-based, yeah, where no, you need to play every day. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, that's why. Yep. So let's uh, <coughs> we're move on to the conference series. Yeah, let's get to the championship series. Well, which one do you think is more interesting? Let's start with the one you think is more interesting. I'll go Rangers-Astros because they've already played. That's fair. A little more interesting there. Rangers have won both games. <laughs> that makes I, you happy. Well, yes, it makes me happy. But it's the way they very surprisingly. Like the first game, Jordan Montgomery against... Justin Verlander. Mm -hmm. Just Verlander's another Hall of Famer. And he's on the opposite spectrum of Kershaw. Yeah. Yes, he pitches better in the postseason. Or just as good. He pitches out of his mind in the regular season. And in the postseason, he's just as good. No, oh, yeah. I hate his guts because we had a chance to get him when the Tigers left yeah, him up to waivers. Yeah. It wasn't very happy for me. But I knew we weren't going to give up what they gave up as Verlander. And he did not have a good season with the Mets. But postseason Verlander is like, you know, a different breed. He's kind of a thoroughbred horse when it gets later in game. He finds that extra oomph to throw the ball harder and faster. Like, he's one of those guys that should get better playing longer in the game. He's 40 years old, too. Which is ridiculous. He can play until he's 45. He's going to yeah. be Roger Clemens. I believe it. Yeah. No, I mean, he's going to go he down as an all-time great. Yeah. Is he first ballot, do you think? Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. first ballot. So I can't Especially after he won a World Series, and he's got, I think, he has an MVP as a pitcher, which is hard to do. Yeah. Because that one year with the Tigers was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I remember. I actually think that was the only time I ever did fantasy baseball, and I had him on my team. Oh, God. Yeah. Ironically, I had Max Scherzer, too. Yeah. So my pitching was busted. Him I and Scherzer together that. was something else. When Scherzer wasn't even that good, he was good, but not yeah. the level he is now with the Nationals. Oh, yeah. Verlander was my number one. Oh, yeah. And Max Scherzer, I was like, this guy's a pretty good pitcher. He does pretty well. Yep. And then I remember hearing him all the time. Now he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God. I I remember like back in the late 2000s, I had both thinking yeah. they're old. They're studs. Yeah, They've they're been in the league forever too. They're great. Definitely both first bout Hall of Famers. But yeah, that game, game one was something else, man. Rangers won it with their not named stars like Corey Seager, Semyon Garcia. Their other guys got it and they got a first, they got their first run in the first day. Against Verlander, that's when he's weak. Like, like I said, he's like a thoroughbred horse. If you don't get him early and knock him out a little bit, he figures it out and it's game over. As a Yankee fan, I've seen it firsthand that if you don't get Verlander early, it's not pretty. Like, he figures it out. His baseball IQ and the way he sets everything up is ridiculous. So they got an early lead, and they tack on another run in the fifth. Jordan Montgomery goes six innings, and I think that's when he broke the Rangers record for most consecutive innings without giving up a run or something like that mm -hmm. in Rangers postseason history. I forget the exact fact, but I remember seeing something close to that for Montgomery. And both of them go six in, almost to the seven. Both strike out five or six guys. And at the end of the day, the Astros had their chances. In the bottom of the fourth, it was bases loaded, and they had a chance to win the game. But Montgomery got a strikeout, which is not easy against the Astros. Yeah. And then they won that game, basically. The pitching was great. Chapman and LeClerc did their job, and that's still one of their weaknesses. Is that LeGroom? No, <laughs> No, it's LeClerc, and I saw my autocorrect error that you were talking oh, about. I kick yeah. it over, dude. That's like the funniest thing I've ever seen when it comes to name corrections. Oh, I know. That's hilarious. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry for the oh, interruption. Oh, no, you're good. I like that interruption. And then game two, 
They, again, got onto an early lead where they scored four runs in the first inning. Corey Seager and Semyon got a little more action this game. But the Astros are that team that just know sooner or later they're going to figure it out and start chipping away. And that's exactly what they did in game two. Like, Nate Baldi still went six innings, which is great. I mean, yeah. you want the starter. The Rangers are relying heavily on their starters because their bullpen is their weak. And unfortunately, Jordan Alvarez again comes up. He had a two-home run game that game, including in the bottom of the eighth against Chapman, of course, of all pitchers. He gives up a home run, and then right away, Bruce Boshi comes out. That's the manager for the Rangers, who I absolutely love as a manager. He immediately takes Chapman out. He puts LeClerc in, a four-out save. I don't think LeClerc has done that that much, and he mm. did not look good originally. He had two walks with a one-out situation, and he gets two outs out. Top of the ninth, then, you know, Rangers don't do anything in the top of the ninth. Astros come back out, and he gets three long flies that were near the warning track, and they win game two. But I think that game two for the Astros is very important that they scored some runs, and it shows you why there's such a dangerous team because even when you've got a four-run lead, the Rangers didn't do anything after that. I think they scored one more run in the fifth or sixth inning. After that, it was nothing. The Astros are still a threat to win yeah, and just come I'm back not, if they want to. Yeah. I or think if they can. This is probably going to go seven games. Damn, uh, they're up to nothing. I, yeah, still it's the seven? Astros. I think it, it's got to go seven You games. sound afraid of the Astros, man. I am. I've got PTSD against <laughs> the Astros from the last couple years. 2017, You're not going to believe it. <laughs> I mean, you, you've dealt with Brady for so long. You're the typical Steeler fan that even when he retired the first time, your entire fan base was, you better fucking cut his dick off and double tap him in the head to make sure he stays dead. Exactly. He's not dead, Husson. He retired. No, if he's not dead, then he's coming back. Exactly. That's exactly what all the Steeler fans thought. Exactly. And that's what the Yankees fans feel about the Astros. And that's a huge rivalry. Baseball now. Yeah. But yes, the Astros, I don't even take for a second that they're out of this game at 2 nothing. They're down two games, but they could easily win a couple games, especially when they go back back to Texas. Because overall, in the regular season, these guys are divisional opponents. The Astros did win at 9-4. to So it's not out of the realm for them to kind of come back. They both seen each other a lot. They both hate each other. They'll make it, yeah. yeah. Now, game three is the wild card game that's coming up tomorrow. Max Scherzer's pitch. I don't know what he's going to be pitching. I don't know his snap, his pitch count and everything. My guess is they're going to probably be protective with them and maybe only go three or four innings. Yeah. And that's the worrisome part because then you're banking on this bullpen, which hasn't had to do a lot, which is good, to pitch the next five or six innings against an Astros team that feasts on bad pitch. But if Scherzer looks even 75% of what he did. They're taking it. Oh, I would take Scherzer 100%. And if he can give three or four scoreless innings, and the Rangers kind of can tack on early because I don't know who the Astros have for their third pitcher. I want to say it's not Frankie Valdez because he pitched game two. I'm not sure who they got. So he'd take him in game three. I'm going to take, probably going to take the Astros. Okay. I'm taking the Astros just because I don't think Scherzer's going to pitch long into the game. And I thought I you were about him. to say the Texans. And no, no, I'm taking not the Astros. The Rangers, the Rangers, I corrected yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both play for Texas, so. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, too, is the game in Texas? And I was like, I'm a freaking dumbass. Yeah, I right? know they're both in Texas. But yes, I'm taking the Astros that game. Max Scherzer's the X factor. I just don't know how much of his pitch count they're going to put him on for his first game back in like yeah. three months. I want to say he's been out for two, three months. I think he'll pitch like three innings, like a third uh, of the game. I think he'll probably go four innings, maybe five, depending on the situation. But if the Astros tag on him early, then they'll probably give him a quick hook to save him for later on. That's fair. So, yes, he's the X factor, but I think this is the game the Astros. I think that's reasonable. Now, if they win game three, then we're in a different situation. That's true, but we're going to have to talk about that yeah. come yep. the next one because yep. that's looking too far ahead. Yes, yes, yes. And is. you're clearly shaking because you can't seem to stop talking. No, 
no, I can't because I've got PTSD against them. Let's talk about the D-backs and Phillies. I think yep. I thought this was the more interesting matchup because they both upset. Yes, yeah. I, I was saying in the American League they went expected yeah. with the Rangers winning and the Astros winning. They were the better. Yeah. But in the National League, yeah, the Diamondbacks and Phillies. I don't think a lot of teams had a lot of people had these two guys there. At least not both of them. Yeah, not both of them. Probably the Phillies were a little bit more common. The Diamondbacks. Not here. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because they were both divisional opponents who they beat. Yeah. So they saw each other a lot, which yeah. is kind of interesting when you look at how many divisional opponents everybody faced. But, that's... but we got the D-backs and Phillies. Yes. Game one. It started out with a bang, folks. Kyle Schwarber, first pitch of the game. 117 mile hour baseball for a home run. He just... First pitch? First pitch of the game. Took it all the way into the stand for 117 mile per hour. How often does that happen? Well, it depends who's hitting it. First Aaron pitch Judge, of the game. Like, first pitch of the just game? Just in general. Not that often. It happens a few times. In the postseason, it's really rare. Okay. But in the regular season, it's happened a few times. It can happen depending on who your leadoff hitter is. Acuna's done that quite a bit. Mookie Betts has done that. Derek Jeter. Aaron Judge is pretty shit. He doesn't lead off. He doesn't lead off, really? He's, two. He's the second guy. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool to do they've, that. <laughs> they've lead off with Judge a little bit, but you don't want him leading. Fair. That does make sense to yeah. go after somebody else that gets on base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's just set. If you ever get a chance to listen to a crowd noise, without the announcer. Philly Stadium is one you want to check out. I ain't going there. <laughs> no, no. It's so loud. Like, I've listened to one on Twitter or X now where mm. it was just the crowd noise. They muted the mic, all the announcers. God, that stadium was rocking yeah. after that home run hit. And then you got Bryce Harper, a batter later, that hits another home run. And then the bottom of the second, you have Nick Castellanos hitting a home run. Man, that Phillies team, they came out engines that first. And then I think they're in game two right now. And uh, before is. we keep talking about them, let's see where they're at in game two. I it's think officially over. It's officially over, I think, they right? They curb stomped the D-backs 10 to 9. Nothing. It was two to nothing going into the fifth or through five, and then they dropped four in I think the sixth and the seventh. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't much of a they they slaughtered them. Yeah, it only took a few innings, but they they killed. It, was, it wasn't a game. That's ridiculous. I mean, this Philly they know how to hit in the postseason. They're good. And not <laughs> only that, their two best pitchers, Aaron Noah and Zach Wheeler, pitched like aces the first two games. Yeah, that's just as important to note that their pitching staff actually I think matches up better with the American League teams of the Rangers and Astros than the Diamondbacks would be mm. even better than the Dodgers or the Braves. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Weir and Aaron Noah are two stud pitchers. They had underrated seasons in the regular season, but these guys know how to pitch. Their IQs are off the chart. So it was great to see that. And I'm, like I said, I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. I've been his fan since he was 17 years old. I've always liked Bryce Harper. I've always fan. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just shut up. But yeah, um... His big bat. No, <laughs> shut up. You are terrible. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Keep this family rated a this little bit. This is not family rated at all. I think I've dropped the up bomb 12 times tonight. It's getting worse. Probably. It's yeah. fine. This isn't a family rated no, podcast. It's, no, it's, it's for it's the not. adults to have fun and not listen to their wives for a couple hours. <laughs> and vice versa, if some women like sports, freaking ignore your husband. Feel free to listen in and listen to her gaudy trashy talk yep where we make We're terrible, terrible takes people. oh yeah it's fine our takes are never good yeah, i hate children <laughs> <laughs> i don't go that far this is a good episode isn't it yeah, it's a great episode. It up. i don't go that far though that <laughs> last line is all often uh it's fine if any one of us gets panned off socials it'll be the guy running it which will be me <laughs> hey we are partners 50 50 i'll make this, sure buddy. i lie <laughs> yeah. it's like nope that was hustle who posted that ban his accounts oh i know you would do that 100 <laughs> percent. anyway i apologize keep no, going funny rant. do you want to uh, talk about Bryce harper a little bit more no actually i'm gonna talk about the new mr october i think i mentioned this earlier yeah nick castellanos yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like i said earlier he, um this is when he finally hit his home run that gave him that fifth home run in game one of the nlcs that put him 
only behind Reggie Jackson or tied with Reggie Jackson to hit five home runs in three games. Very impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Reggie Jackson's great. Mr. October. Yeah. He is a famous baseball player for the A's and the Yankees. The fact that you can even put your name up there is ridiculously impressive. And on the other thing, happy birthday to Bryce Harper. On Monday, it was his 31st birthday, or 32nd, and he was the fourth player in MLB history to hit a home run on his birthday in the post. I think he's only like 30 or 32. Please, that's two months older than me, and yeah. he's got that much. Oh, what am I doing? It's like I see when I see Aaron Judge there, too. He's the same age as me. Oh, dude, that's the worst part about watching pro sports now. Yeah. You're like, what's happening? I liked it better when watching pro sports. Same. Mm. Or even in my mid twenties, it's like it still hurt in the mid twenties. It did, but a lot less. You're yeah. like, yeah, I'm nowhere near as old as I could be. And now yep. it's like, wow, we'd be vets at this point. Yep. Jesus. When you're in your thirties, that's when it really hits. And then when you're in your playing your forties, I can't imagine what you're feeling then. Uh, Granted, th we're nowhere near that. I age. think when I turn thirty-four, I'm gonna have another bad birthday year. Cause twenty-five was the first one. I think thirty-four, it's gonna be like, wow, a lot of sports players are like close to retiring at this age. And I'm just so I can't, I can't even like go and do a sport now. And then I'll really feel nothing when oh, I turn yeah. 34. That's when you join an adult. I'm in an adult. I play a ton of soccer. It's fun. <laughs> I'm one of the better players, though. So that does make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm going again. I can just pretend they're pros. I'm the Cristiano Ronaldo of my adult intramural league. You wish you were close to Ronaldo. I said, I of my too. adult intramural league. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I might get some hate for that because I'm saying Ronaldo over Messi. Yeah, I'm more of a Messi guy myself. You know, that's fine. You're allowed that opinion. I'm not mm -hmm. going to sit here and argue because I think they're both goats. Anyway, oh, we're talking great. about baseball. Yeah, let's get back to baseball. Sorry, I brought up soccer there. It's fine. Or football. It's fine. But yeah, I think the Phillies are going to win five games? Five it? games. You got them winning over the D-backs. Yeah. yeah. They're up 2 nothing right now. Yeah, I think the D-backs are going one game. Seven I don't think they're going to get a four-game sweep. I just, the D-backs have some good hitters there. It's their pitching that has been wor worrisome. And that's why I didn't, I, I picked them to go against the Dodgers, but I did that because I like guy back You like hitters. the matchup, yeah. Yeah, the matchups. And I think the Phillies matchups are, outside the first two pitchers, Game three for them is going to be interesting because they haven't released who they're pitching for game three yet. Yeah. But I think that's the game the Diamondbacks could probably, especially since it's back. Yeah. They, they got to have some momentum yeah. after game three. I'm with you. That's yeah. a big, big game. If they oh, don't yeah. win that, they're probably they're getting swept. Oh, yeah. And then before we give my MVP and Cy Young favorite, I want to make a quick note here for all the managers that are here in the final four. Every single one of these managers are a gutsy manager. So they live off more of their gut than analytics. Best example is Boshi and Dusty Baker in the American League side. They, they've listened to analytics, but they don't rely on it 100%. Mm -hmm. And you saw that big time with Bruce Boshi because when he saw Chapman give up that second home run to Alvarez, he immediately took him out. Yeah. Analytics would say, you know, keep him in because, you know, he's still a lefty pitcher going against righties. He has a chance. And no, no, no. He took him out quick. And that's something that, you know, I think managers in baseball need to get over is the analytics. Analytics are important, but it's how they're... I mean, you still have to go off your gut because things like, you know, clutch hitting and clutch pitching, you can't quantify that with a number. And you see that because these four teams that are there, they're there because of how they play and how they rate players and how they set up their lineup. They don't just use a computer system to say, okay, this guy's pitching on game two all And he only goes four innings because in the fifth inning he gives up, you know... A 300 average. That's that's not how these managers react all the time. They let them play out a little. Yes, they rely on analytics, and they probably do look at certain stats and numbers, but they go more off gut. So just to put that out there and make people think a little bit of how these guys got where they got. Right. And then last but not least, because it's getting close to the World Series, the MVP and Cy Young and other big awards will be coming out. I'm going to give my MVP picks right now for the American League. It's Shelly Otani and no one else. <laughs> it's just how it is. It's just that easy. Oh, yeah. He had one of the best seasons. He had 40-plus home runs. 
pitched to a three ERA. He Sorry, did you say two oh three? Uh, three. Okay, ERA. I I thought you said two oh three. No, no, he was like I think a three thirty ERA. My my deafness came yeah. into play there. I was about to be like, no, what the literal fuck? That. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was Sorry. a three point three ERA, three point four ERA, somewhere still in that good. Range. Yeah, still he good. struck out over a hundred people. He hit three hundred with forty home runs. He is the modern day Babe Ruth. Oh, my gosh. And I know last year it was between him and Aaron Judge, but Aaron Judge won it when he had 62 home runs, yeah. broke the American League record, and almost had a triple crown. Yeah. This year, Judge wasn't there, and the second best hitter in the American League would have been Corey Seager for the Rangers, yeah. who hit like 340. But it's got to be given to Otani. And obviously, he might be a free agent, and we're going to be talking about that later on when we do a free agent discussion episode. Yeah, that's a ways down. It's but a ways yeah, down, we'll but yes, talk about he's that. up there. He's the only guy in the American League to win yeah. the MVP this year. What about the NL? The National League's a little bit closer. Okay. I think the two top guys are going to be Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm. They both had very similar seasons when you look at their stats and numbers. They both led off further. They both were number one and number two in leadoff home run. Their average is very similar. They had a very similar RBI. Betts started off really slow in the beginning, if I remember right. But then from the All-Star break on, he was the hottest hitter. And Ronald Acuna, I mean, you could say a lot of things about him. Obviously, his biggest accomplishment, I think, was being the first member in MLB history to be the 40-70 club. Mm. 40 plus home runs 70 plus stolen bases and yes there's an asterisk with stolen bases now because of how they minimized how many times you could pick off players and they made the bases bigger so i think that's a little bit of an asterisk yeah but fun fact even if ronald Acuna for the next 15 years or something in his career if he stole 70 bases the next 15 years he would still be behind ricky henderson on the all times i remember bases. him that was disgusting how many bases he stole well back in the day those guys did it all the time yeah it was ricky nuts. henderson averaged like 100 stolen bases like three years in a row yeah, was... ridiculous he's one of my favorite players also i have a little fun fact just because i, I don't think i've ever seen a stat this favored before. Uh, Shohei Otani is minus 20,000 to win the AL MVP. That's ridiculous. That means yeah. pretty much the favorite to yeah. win. I wonder how much money you would if you put 100 bucks down on that. I think you wouldn't make your $100 back. No, no, no. You would win like a quarter of a penny. <laughs> yeah, I think you you would not win your $100 back. I, I don't think no, you'd no, win you a cent. You would win your $100 back, but yeah, I think yeah. you might win like a what, penny What's your after profit? That. I don't yeah. even think it's... I'm so curious. Anyway, continue. I apologize. Yes. No, you're good. I actually like that fact because <laughs> I saw that too. Yeah. That's how good he was this year. And it kind of sucks that he could have been the first player ever to win make 600 million if he didn't need Tommy John surgery uh, yeah the numbers true. were starting at 600 million for him yeah it's that's insane yeah those now odds. my pick I'm gonna give it to Acuna his Dodgers were like you know the second best team in the National League but Acuna on the Braves they were almost unbeatable in the regular season and that 40-70 mark even if there's an asterisk because of how they now hit and how they now st steal bases with the new rules mm -hmm. he still did it yeah. it doesn't matter I mean the rules are set up you're playing with the new rules he stole 70 plus bases and it was really cool when he stole that 70th base he picked up the second base thing and took it with him mm. <laughs> he like took it off the uh Field. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, he's a great character. So you'd won 50 cents at minus 2,000. 20,000. You'd won 50 cents, folks. Yeah, that's actually more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my two things. For the MVPs, I've got Otani and Acuna Jr. Okay. The Cy Young is given to the best pitcher in the conference in the um, each league, named after one of the greatest pitchers in MLB history, Cy, Cy Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My pick for the American League. It's not because I'm a Yankee fan here, guys. Garrett Cole literally was the best pitcher in the American League this year. Uh, I'm double checking this. I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something about his numbers this year. He led the American League in ERA. I think with a 2.68 ERA out of his 33 starts. Yeah, he's, 20, he's one of yeah. He really was like he's pretty much the guy to win it. Felix. Felix Bautista. It's the rankings of. 
this one. I don't know. That's the relief pitcher. He's it's, way it's down Baltimore. the list. Baltimore. I don't know. Yeah. They got him at the top. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it. Not after his injury, too. Devin Williams, for some reason, is number yeah. one on the end. I don't know what rankings you're looking at, buddy. I don't know. It says I e- it's said ESPN. That's why. Maybe it's that's ESPN. Why. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Gary Cole. Think of how he went 13 and 8 or 13 and 9. Can you double check that for me? Gary Cole? Yeah, I think he went 13 and 9. And he had 33 starts. But in 24 of those 33 starts, he gave up two runs or fewer and won half those games. As a Yankee pitcher, 15 and 4. Thank you. I thought it was like 13 something. 15 and 4. But guess what? 24 of those games, that 24 out of 33 starts, he gave up two runs or fewer. And he didn't even win 24 of those games. He only That's won great, 15 yeah. of them. Zero, it was under three. 2.68. Yeah. Strikeouts, this was probably his lowest. Yeah, Yeah. he was good. 222 strikeouts. Which is kind of a low number for Colby as he averaged the 250 plus. Mm. Um, Usually he's in the 250s to 300, low three, you know, in that range for strikeouts. Yeah. But, man, this guy, and he's never won a Cy Young. Well, I've heard of him before. This includes when he was 2019, when he went 20-5 and with a 1.5 ERA and struck out 330 people. Mm. He didn't win the Cy Young that he is the favorite on yeah. reputable sports yeah, thank sites. You. Minus 1,700, so you're not winning a lot That's of money. That's more number. Yet. That's more average what you expect to see. Yeah. Not 20,000. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, 20,000 is funny. As, that's ridiculous. That's yep. why I was like, I need to say this. Yep. Anyway, yeah, so Garrett Cole is your top. Yep, and then for the National League guy, Blake Snell. That's he led the, the entire in ERA 2.25. That's impressive. Pushing this day. And he also was first in batting, batting average allowed at 160, 181. And he was top five in K. Blake Snell has had some injury concerns. He used to be a Ray. And when he first went to San Diego, he had a really bad first year. And people were thinking, well, this is the Tampa Bay Rays like always. They know how to get rid of players right when they suck, so they don't have to pay him. But Blake Snell turned it around this year and pitched amazing. I mean, his win-loss record wasn't great. It was 14-9 and nine himself. But because of like you know the Padres being so erratic on offense, similar to the Yankees, he could have won more games because you have a 2.25 ERA. You're in every game as a team then. Yeah. When he's starting. Yeah. You're not losing a lot of those games. I mean he's averaging less than two two and a quarter runs given up. So I definitely think he is your National League Cy Young favorite. So out of the two, I've got Gary Cole for the American League, Blake Snell for the National. More chalk. He can give some more chalk. No no no, no. I'm saying that you're betting you're picking chalk. Like, oh yes, I'm taking favorites. those two. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the favorites. Yeah. Next one, and then after that. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> We have a guest. Yes, we do. We'll get back to him later. My dad just happened to walk in and not say anything. But yes, uh, we'll finish this conversation real quick. Basically, one thing to note is the fact that records for both these pitchers were not the normal highs that we're normally seeing. Normally with pitchers, we see the Cy Young favorites have the 17 to 20 marker. Especially 20 wins is like the favorite number. They built in less. Yeah, yeah, and it's really been starting since back in 2010 when Felix or King Felix won the first Cy Young. When he went 13 and 12. Yeah, but when you look at the numbers he had that season, mm. he led in every other statistical category. Fair. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, yeah that's why. But that was the first matter, year yeah. that did it because normally guys that win 18, 19, 20 games, 21 games, they win the Cy Young automatically. Yeah. But wins That's and losses have taken say, less, yeah. especially now with the opener and, you know, starters not playing as long. Yeah. Because I remember that year because David Price had 18 wins and CC had 20. Do you remember that, actually, when David Price was gone? His career really kicked yeah. off with the Rays right yep, around right from when the rookie years. Yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the first years, and everybody was expecting, oh, it's going to be CC or David Price. Mm-hmm. And it was neither as Felix Hernandez, and only because of the fact that, you know, he he was the best pitcher that year. Yeah. Outside of wins and losses because he played for a shitty Seattle team. Right. So that says something to take it that now wins and losses aren't very high and the fact that Garrett Cole and Blake Snell had only 15 and 14 wins is you know surprising yeah shows how bad the team was but how good they still were yeah. let's go into the last one the yep. last group of uh, picks here the rookie of the, rookies of the year yeah 
Baseball rookie of the years are very weird out of all the sports. I just don't like how you give like two uh, two Cy Youngs, two rookies. Well, it's because the there's two like separate one. leagues. Yeah, there's two separate leagues. Yeah, but I guess it's just how baseball's already it's always done it. It's just so odd. I know yeah. it's like over a hundred years old. They've probably been doing it for the entirety of the league's creation. I think so. Pretty but much. It's just something well, I've always know, found weird. But I NFL's agree. NFL's got yeah. two everything except for MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, offensive player takes a set. True. It's just offensive player. Yeah. That's just how I feel about yeah. it. NHL is a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say they have way they have a lot more confusing in words than baseball. I know. I was going to say, and I know them all now. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there going like, what the hell yeah. is the Jack Adams award? <laughs> yeah. But yes, rookie of the years. I would say baseball rookies are probably the hardest to gauge out of all sports because, you know, what happens in college. Not for one of them, but, <laughs> but yeah. Well, in general, because when you play in college, that's not even a barometer to minor league. Yeah. High A players are sometimes better than college. So, you know, you're taking a crapshoot with these rookies. Yeah. And they're never the ones you think they're going to. Ironically, this year, they were the two most consistent picks from early on in the year. Yeah. Yeah, they're widely the favorites, your yes. picks. Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles, the third baseman slash doorstop slash second baseman, depending on where he played. I think he played majority of third base. He was another reason why the Orioles were as good as they were. He led all rookies, I think, in home runs. 28. Yeah, he had a great average. I think he hit for like 275. 255. 250, okay. Still sorry. pretty good. No, as a rookie, that's great. Yeah. And the other numbers were great. He played great defense third at the hot corner as well. And Ten I think he's going to be a staple for that Orioles team. He's going to be part of that new core of players that are going to make them consistent playoff threats yeah so that's why i picked him i don't think there's another guy underneath him i'm trying to think off the top of my head <laughs> give me a second i got it pulled up have you heard of this, this guy's huge uh, josh jung josh jung yeah he plays Tennessee, the texans i was gonna say the texans i was gonna say i and remember a, hearing his name now a couple of red sox players too are up there uh but i mean they're way like yeah it was pretty much Gunnar henderson and no one else yeah. Nash- this one's even more so <laughs> Oh, the National League one? Yeah, apparently. Oh, yeah. Corbin Carroll ran it away from the very beginning. Yeah. And I've been talking about him a lot. You've been talking, you've been hearing me mention his name quite a bit the last couple of weeks. Uh, I drown you out when we do these baseball episodes. Yeah, I do the same thing about hockey. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Corbin Carroll, he was the first rookie in MLB history to hit, what, 20 home runs, 50 stolen bases in a season. He led, he led almost every rookie stat in Major League Baseball, I think. Outside of home runs, uh, he had 25, whereas Gunner had 28. Yeah. I can't see the stolen bases here, but yeah, it looks like that's kind of the case. And I think uh, his average is a little higher than Gunner's as 270, well. 270s? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Is, I, think was, I think that you were thinking of him yeah, the first time. It was probably closer to 270, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and he also great on base. He's a great fielder in the outfield. He does everything, man. He's going to be a staple and a face of the franchise. One of those young faces of the MLB going forward. And that's why I'm really excited that he's in the postseason so people get to see his name early. Yeah. And get to see how good he really is because he plays for a small market team. Before he goes to the Yankees. Well, he can't be. He's with the Dimebacks for the night. They signed him up early, remember? I mean, this is why. No, I remember you saying that yeah. now. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, okay. He's been, he's going to be at the Dimebacks. No, I, I, I remember you saying that. I just thought that, like, yeah. he could go to the Yankees. If he gets so. traded, but that's the only way, and I think he has a no trade clause. Oh, really? Baseball players do put a lot of no trade clause in because once they get oh. the money, they want to stay in that area. Hockey players, they have, like, um, it's all the traveling they do no originally, so, so they weird. don't want to do... Uh, yeah, exactly. They have certain teams where they don't want to get traded to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's hilarious, by the way, you can do that. You're like, I don't want to be on this team. They suck. And hey. then if they start to get good, they're like, you know, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I when you sign your contract, you get to make that an agreement. Yeah. Yeah, so... It just cracks me up. I, I love they can do that, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's so toxic. Yeah. So to end it off, I'm going to pick my World Series favorites for next week. Oh, yeah. I think it's... Who you got in there first? Just remind us. Well, right. Well, there's four teams left right yeah, now. Yeah, but who do you got in the World Series? Oh, yeah. The two teams that are going to be playing against each other. I'm going to say rangers Phillies. I think Rangers-Phillies is going to win it. I still think the Rangers are going to go seven games against the Astros, and I still think the Phillies are going to go five games against the Diamondbacks. But yes, Rangers-Phillies. And I'm going to say the Phillies finally won a World Series since 2008. Same of destiny. Yeah. 
I think the Phillies are going to win it this year. Would I be surprised if the Rangers do it after spending all that money? No, I would not. But <laughs> I'm going to go Phillies because I'm a, I like Bryce Harper. Because you're a huge homer. Ah, no. If I was a homer, I would be ruined. Actually, I kind of am a homer yeah. because I'm not rooting for the American League. That's fair. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say I'd be rooting for the Astros. Or the never Braves like everyone else. I would have rooted for the Braves, but I also like Ronald Acuna a lot. Yeah, too. that's true. Matt yeah. Olson. That team's fun to watch. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of baseball. but hey, I'm watching a little bit more lately since I've Show and yeah, I've watched an episode or not yeah. an episode. I've watched a game <laughs> episode, or two. Guys, yeah. This is another scripted key. Yeah, league. no, it's, it's like the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> They're all scripted. If that was the case, the Braves wouldn't have lost in the first round. I mean, it's better writing because at least the bad guy eventually gets <laughs> destroyed by like the teams that we'll hate see, the them. The new evil empire is the Astros, apparently, and they're not out yet. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's true. But uh, all their players are getting hit with baseball still on a regular basis and I food. I want to see that. Uh, God. You, you, uh, you don't want to watch anyone get hurt, but no, I don't want to see them get hurt. But I just don't want to see them hit a home run. I'm sure baseball fans everywhere are sitting there just enjoying. Well, Players get hit by baseball, game, especially Astros. They don't want to get hurt, but just get beamed a little bit. I, I want to. I want to end this episode with a funny video that I saw today. Oh yeah, it cracked me up. It was one of those videos where um, it was like girls think like you're out cheating when guys are like doing this. Oh, I and think was, you sent me that one. Did I? I don't know. It, you it sent was, me one similar to that. It was, they were uh, playing, not playing baseball, but they were at a uh, batting range where you put the ball in and shoots mm -hmm. the ball out at specific speeds. Yeah. And it was, they were intentionally getting hit with the ball. It started at 65. Yeah. And then it went up to 75. Good and grief. then 80, 85, and then it went up by a mile per hour oh, God. all the way up to like 95. Oh, God. I don't know why. The video was like two minutes long. But I like, wonder why. It was just one guy after another, after another, getting hit by a faster and faster oh, ball. Oh, my God. And all the comments were like, this is why women live longer, stuff like that. <laughs> but it just cracked so me up. Because it was it such a long video. Oh, it was the same spot every time. It was like right here to right there. Okay, if you want to get hit, it's got to be in the inside rib area. It was around and there. And near the hips or on your shoulder. That's where they were getting hit. Okay, that's fair. It's you, still that, that hurting hurt, like bitch. But it's better than getting hit in your leg or your foot. Or your head. Or your, well, some players have gotten hit in the head. It's I know. Scary. That's I know. Good. I have seen. Yeah. No, but it just cracked me up. Yeah, I, I thought funny. it was funny as it's hell. It's funny. But oh, let's take us out. All right, guys. So if you heard that last bit, feel free to go to a, a batting range and have some fun, especially if you're, you need some entertainment on a Saturday night. Feel free to go get hit with a baseball at 65 miles per hour and then uh, post it to socials. And then also when we get our socials up, please tag us. But that's going to be it for this episode of the conference overview. Yeah. Conference overview. Look ahead. And yep. I know Huston's really excited for the uh, world series and I'm sure Should millions of people and baseball fans all over the world are probably going to be looking forward to it as well. Uh, if you've been listening to us for a few weeks now, since we've started, we appreciate it. And if you haven't listened or if you haven't rated us yet on Spotify, I don't know what you're or doing. Or Apple or Amazon or however you are listening yeah. to us. We don't know what you're doing. You need to rate us five stars. We really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Tell all your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your uh, people that on Facebook that you don't talk to anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we look forward to continuing doing this next week with you guys. Next week we've got, uh, like we've said, an NFL episode of Trade Deadlines that we've said that in the past one, along with a, a World Series kind of update on where it's at, mm -hmm. as and well as a hockey, uh, hockey update. Yep. Yeah, we haven't been able to post that first one because of some issues, but we're going to go into hockey and uh, uh, yeah, so look forward to that next week. We should have three episodes out for you guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Yeah, have a good have a good one, guys.